Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And uh, today, I'm going to put together an argument, and to me, arguments are basically a discussion, uh, that the problem with people that aren't as successful as they want to be is that they're not willing to change. Now, for years, I've been bringing up this question, which I'm going to start with today, which is, if you found out that everything you thought to be true about something was wrong, would you change your belief system? Would you change your activities to be more in line with what is actually going on? And that's an interesting question. Would you change if you found out that what you believed to be true wasn't true. I'll give an example. I just uh, heard on the radio, no, on TV this morning, that um, they just took a, the census, and the census came out by saying that there's absolutely less people, the lowest number of people ever recorded um, impoverished in the United States of America as of last year. The lowest number ever, Right? But then when you ask the Democrats, you know, what, what's going on? And they're going, that, that isn't true. This is the worst economy we've ever had. Now they're just lying to themselves, which goes to prove my point that most people, here's an entire species of people called Democrats, that will not believe the truth that the economy was better than it had ever been, and they're just lying through their teeth to themselves. 
and try to lie to us and make us believe that to be true. Now, that's a massive example of what I'm talking about. But today, we're going to take it down to the micro level. We're going to take it down to the level of the what I would consider low education level interpreter. I got an email here, and I've, I've put this email off forever, and uh, this lady's been a member of Lifestyles for years and years and years. So I know a lot about her. She's sent a lot of emails in, had a lot of discussions over the radio, stuff she's brought in. Uh, but this was an interesting one that I didn't really want to tackle. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and do it because it ties in with three or four other emails that I have here that really is going to prove out the point. It says, um, I hope you can answer the following question as you're the only one totally relate to this situation and can give a great answer. I've heard you in the past mention how you have people uh, that pressure wash your house, do your landscaping, work on your ponds, etc. cetera. Uh, in the past few months where I have bankers working on things for me, I have contact my landscaper and sometimes other people, roofers and so forth on my rental properties and et cetera, et cetera, she goes on. And she says, all of these contractors work for me and therefore, they treat her with respect, is her point. So I think she owns like a trucking company or something like that, a delivery company or a transport company. And she owns, because she has employees. And we've had discussions about employees and problems with them before. But here she's saying, my employees treat me with respect. My contractors and vendors treat me with respect. Then she goes on and says, the thing that recently made me think deeply about this is when a friend I've known for 20 years made some jealous remark to me, and since I have been so busy working with professional people, I had forgotten what it's like to have to argue with someone since I'm not their customer or their employer to them. I'm just a friend, and they can disrespect me all they want. So you've heard me for years say, why is it almost impossible for you to get other people that are close to you to listen to you. And I've always called it rule 1437 B-7 in the book of life. What is that rule? It says no one will ever believe a thing you say once they've seen you without your clothes on or more commonly known as familiarity breeds contempt. And it's just like if you're a husband, your wife never believes a thing you say. You know, she's always right, you're always wrong. That's just the way this stuff works. You know, people that know you don't respect you because they know all about you, right? So she's asking this question, why would my friend disrespect me? She goes on and says, I've decided not to talk to him anymore since he's still middle class. Now get this, since he's still middle class. I don't know what class she is, I don't know how much money she has, but in her mind, she has leaped past him financially, both because she owns a business of her own and because she owns real estate. And he tries to find negative things to say about anything I do. I grew up poor, so he and I are on the same boat. But now I have goals that he doesn't agree with and downplays my success. I spent years trying to convince him to further improve the quality of his life, but he refuses to do anything. He is college educated and feels that he is the smartest person and doing all the right things. When I know he will never get ahead in life. How many people do you know like that, that believe that the secret to success in life was education or more formal education, not really just 
real education, not life's education, but formal education. And these people won't change what they believe. That's why when you look at the people coming out of colleges today, they're all rampant Democrats because they've been brainwashed. And they don't know what really goes on in the real world. They'll never really understand what goes on in the real world because they won't really be a part of it other than just blindly going through it. But they will definitely fight you against becoming successful. So she's, her last paragraph here says, the main point of this email is wondering if it is better to have a business relationship over personal ones, which is perhaps why you see super wealthy the super wealthy mainly have business partners. I stead, instead of, by the way, the lady can't write very well, or doesn't write very well, uh, instead of buddies that they hang out with all the time. The only person you ever see them with is their wives. Okay, so the point she's making, although not very articulately, is that rich people don't hang out with their buddies. Well, the truth of the matter is they do. It's just they don't buddy up with people that aren't successful. There is a completely different level of ideology that comes with success. Poor people cannot go out with rich people and have a good time. It just doesn't work because they have nothing to say to each other. Now you say, oh, Dell, that's overgeneralization. And I'll go, yeah, I'll give you that. Probably was. But in general, I know that we don't hang out with any poor people. It's not that I dislike poor people. In fact, when we have expos and stuff, and there's people that come up and they're brand new and, you know, they want to talk and, and share their stories and goals. I love hearing all that. So it's not that I don't like them, but it's probably that those people are still seeking me out and seeking out the information and seeking out the goals. I, I can't see now... Myself, as for just playing and having fun, I do like to go to bars and listen to people on the other side of the world uh, tell their stories about themselves and just listen. And when you do that and don't try to explain back to them who you are or where you're at in life, it's really interesting to see what they'll say. Um, but as she's pointing out here, when you really pick the people you're going to hang out with, you're going to hang out with the people that are at the same socioeconomic bracket you are. Now, I want to ask you a question. This is the real question, the point I'm making, although her email was fun, it's not really the point I'm making. The point I'm making is this. If you woke up tomorrow and ran into somebody to explain to you that everything you thought to be true was actually a lie, in other words, you're a Democrat, and you woke up tomorrow and you ran into somebody who could point out the facts to every single lie that you believe, would you change or would you stay the same? Interesting point. Because if you look at it, and that the, the, the Republican-Democrat fight over whose president should be president is a really interesting one. Because if you look at it, the Democrats are lying about everything. And the only real argument they have is they don't like Donald Trump. The Republicans, on the other hand, have made massive changes in the four years that Donald Trump was president in almost every category of politics. And yet the Democrats can't see it. Take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing a very mm, open-ended discussion about a topic that's really all over the place. So uh, if you follow along, you're probably doing very well. Uh, the discussion is basically this. If you were to wake up and find out that everything that you thought about life was wrong in one subject or another, would you change your belief system? Or would you hold on to the belief that you've been given your whole life even though you now know it's not true, you absolutely know it's not true, you still hold on to that belief, right? So let me give you another example. Here's an article or an advertisement was sent to me, and I thought it was rather interesting. It's called Rise to Resiliency. Succeed at work when life gets difficult. Now think about this for a second. Here is a concept of something that didn't work. You're not rich. You've been working your whole life. You're not happy. You've been working your whole life. So what do you need to do? You need to double down on something that doesn't work because if you believe that if you continue to do the same thing, you're going to get a different result than you're insane. And so you insanely hold on to your belief that work is the solution to becoming financially free. And I read to you. You are an amazing employee. You love your job and you want to do well every day. But when life gets hard, when you go through difficult seasons, experience personal loss and pain, or just feel overstressed, overwhelmed, and over it, it, it can get in the way of you being the best at work. You don't want your work performance to be impacted, so what can you do? Do you understand what it's saying? You're absolutely miserable. Nothing is going the way you want it to be. You're not richer. You're not better off. Your boss treats you like scum. But what you should you do? In the same vein, you may be leading people who are going through difficult times in their lives, and you want to know how to help them through this season while still getting performance and productivity from them. So in other words... Even the people you're leading, you see you're making them miserable. Their life is terrible and <laughs> miserable. And what should you do? Figure out how to force more of it on them. It goes on. 
In this webinar, you will learn how to rise to resiliency, succeed at work when life is hard by discovering how to develop the skills you need to bounce back. Take control of your situation. Understand proper boundaries and uh, navigate the healthy boundaries. Clearly communicate your situation with those who need to know. Build a tribe that can support and help you through the difficult season and help people you lead rise to resiliency. In other words, we're going to build a tribe of miserable people. We are going to, as a tribe, commiserate together on how bad this is, but why we need to hang in there. Yeah. We need to keep doing what doesn't work, which hasn't worked, which will never work. Right? And you see that at work. You see that in politics. Your politics have never worked. The Democrats have tried gazillions of time to make welfare work, to make socialism. Socialism has tried millions of times, never worked. People are always worse off in the long run. And yet they believe, no, we'll do it right this time. We'll just keep doing what doesn't work. We'll just keep being miserable, but we'll learn how to work together to not be that miserable. Whew. I ask you again, if you were to find out everything you thought to be true or to be proven totally false, would you make a change? For 30 years, I've been teaching lifestyles, and for 30 years, I've been asking that question. And I can give you the numbers because I've pretty much got them down after 30 years. It is about 25% of you will make that change. I used to call it the 80-20 rule. I guess we're getting better at spreading the word or making it obvious or the world's just getting worse and people are more depressed. But about 25% of the people that show up at Lifestyles decide it's Time to make a change, to change what they believe and to do something with it. The other 75% go, mm, yeah, wow, that's interesting. I never even knew that. That's unbelievable. Great. Now, let me go back to my job. Let me go back to my misery. Let me go back to my poverty. Let me go back to my political beliefs that the government is somehow going to bail me out someday. Let me believe that somehow I'm going to have a pension or Social Security and I'm going to retire on that someday. Let me go back to those lies that I'll be able to survive and have a great life. There'll be a happy retirement, right? <sighs> Let me read you an email here. This guy was willing to learn, but I want you to see how intelligent this guy is by what he said. I gotta see if I got enough time here. Seven, yeah, we got 30, okay, we only got three minutes, so we gotta try to do it fast. I first heard of Lifestyles at least a couple years ago. I was head of a sales, uh, and I'm not going to say what company worked in because I didn't ask him if he could do this. I was head of sales at Blank and had a sales rep who worked for me by the name of Blank. He was one of the best, and he was working together for, we had been working for, together for quite a while and been very successful. He had mentioned Lifestyles to me many times off and on over the time period. Fast forward a little bit, left for an op, he left for another opportunity, but we kept in touch. I moved on from blank and needed to build a new sales organization. I have always tried, tried over my 25 year career to hire people I trust and always to be the dumbest guy in the room. Very smart point. I, that's one of my major beliefs. 
I hire people that are better at something than I am. So they should be doing it, not me. Otherwise, if you're better than them at doing something, then you'll end up doing it. Smart people with good tools are always, has always been my concept. I've tried to hire a blank, but he was happy. I reached out to the guy who was my VP of sales at blank, named blank, another guy, different guy. And this is another super smart guy, just true stud to say the least. He came to work for me during and onboarding him. He asked if I could run him to the Bank of America because he needed to send some money to buy a house. Of course, and off we went. I thought he was moving his family, but no. He was second lifestyle's property was purchasing. That two smart, successful guys, that's two smart, successful guys, both going down your path. I watched both of them successful over the next year, and I started to take notice. I am an uncommon person in sales, very risk adverse and not really outgoing, though uh, the thought was crazy. In other words, he's like I am. He doesn't like to be, take massive risks. Most salesmen like to take massive risks. I don't, he doesn't, so on and so forth. Uh, he goes on and says, when I looked at the my 401k, my 10 years at blank, I started to really get peed off. I, have, I gotta cut some of these words out here. I've never been a personal finance pro, quite the opposite. I've always just made more money each year and thought I was always, and thought I always would. When I took a deep dive and removed what I contributed from the 401k match, it was a huge pile of you know what? BS. We'll be right back with the Del Walmsley Radio Show. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Walmsley. Welcome back to Del Walmsley Radio Show. Today I'm discussing the concept of would you, if you found out that everything you thought to be true about something found out it was wrong, it was a lie, it was a misrepresentation, would you change your belief system and change your active, uh, your activities to fall in line with the new truth that you know? And as we went to break, I was reading uh, an email from a guy who had two friends, both of which he had thought, uh, two employees that he had thought were really, really successful, smart, successful people, both of which had, not knowing each other, gone out and joined Lifestyles and became successful, and he's seeing this after years and years of working. And as we went to break, I was reading this paragraph where it says, when I was looking at my 401k from 10 years at blank, I started to really get peed off. I have never been a personal financial pro, quite the opposite. I've always just made money each year and thought I always would. When I took a deep dive and removed what I contributed to the match, it was a huge pile of BS. With COVID uncertainty, we began a high-paid white male over 50. It hit me hard. This just sucks. There's, there has to be a better way. I've always looked at how much my income went to Uncle Sam each year and concluded this won't work. So I called blank and blank, the two guys, and did some research and placed the bet on lifestyles. Myself, my wife, and my adult son bought a membership for all of us. So there you go. Guy's 50 years old, has never believed in investing, has always believed in the 401k, and runs into two guys smarter than him by his very statement. He says, I always hire people smarter than me. And they both prove 
factually proved to him that what he was doing was ineffective and what they were doing was effective. Not right or wrong. Having a 401k is not a right or wrong decision. It's an effective or ineffective decision. And the 401k is very ineffective for ever wanting to retire or ever wanting to be rich. But this gentleman, unlike the other person that was spoken about in the beginning, the first uh, interview we did, where the lady was saying her friend she's known for 20 years has watched her become highly successful as a business owner and as a real estate investor, he will not give in. All he can do is criticize and criticize and criticize. And that's the difference between successful people and less than successful people. When they see, when they're finally made available to the information, they make the changes. Like I said, that's about 25% of the people that come through Lifestyles. The other 75% are overwhelmed with the information, but don't take any action on it. Don't really change their mind. They really believe, I'm going to work forever. I'm going to have a job forever, you know. And I guess with this guy here, he thought that forever, too, until COVID came around. And all of a sudden, he saw either himself or other people getting knocked out of a job. So as you can see, that question just looms there. It just looms. Would you change or not? Um, I've got another article here that I'm going to leave off. I'll go ahead and go with it. It's, 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 it's got a really adverse tie to it into this argument that we're doing today, but it says, it goes like this, my name is blank, uh, I'm from blank, and I'm a new member, and I'm working with my accountant to finish up my 19, 2019 taxes so I can get qualified to start investing. For 2019, my business income was 88,000 and my salary was 36,000. How much would it affect me to purchase something to invest if I did not include my $36,000 salary? Now, guys, think about this. What, how does this tie into what we're, we're doing? Because I have rich friends, neighbors, that they have businesses, and they still steal from the, the IRS. When you start out impoverished, you believe the only way to get there is to steal. Now, the income we earn in real estate is covered by depreciation, and as I went over yesterday, 1031s, it doesn't have to pay Social Security and Medicare taxes. It's tax-preferenced. There's no doubt about it. And so since that's the way I made all my money, I never really worried about stealing money to make money. You say, well, you're not stealing. You're hiding it from the IRS. They're, they're greedy. They're taking all your money. They're bad people. The government's bad people. The Democrats want all your money. I go, look, whatever you believe, you have to have a higher moral base than that because just about the time you think you're getting ahead and the IRS finds out you cheated then they're going to come after you and it's going to cost you and it may cost you an amount that you can't afford to pay and it may break you so my point here is that that is a old belief that even when you see people get rich without cheating right without cheating you do it anyway. Like I said, I have a neighbor that it's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm not going to say who or what or what they do, but they own businesses. And you see them walking around with piles of 
dollar bills, $10, $100 bills, $1,000 bills, which means they're robbing the tills every day. They're taking the money right out of the register. They pay cash for everything, so you can't track the money. And you go, why would you do that when you're rich, right? When you're rich, why would you do that? Because you can't change your belief system. You grew up poor, and you believe the way to get ahead was to steal, to cheat, and that's what you're going to stay with. That's that 75% of those people. And by the way, as a 75%er, uh, these people also won't do real estate. Because real estate means putting money into things, and they would rather take money out of things. That's another belief out there that's very hard for salespeople. And I, I've always had this argument. It's salespeople for general, bartenders and bartendresses, and um, dancers. Why? Because when you go to work and someone drops 200, 300, 400, 500 bucks on you, it's in cash and you walk away and you don't have to pay taxes on it. And you're supposed to claim it, but you know, come on, they don't claim it. Uh, they maybe claim 10% of what they earn. I mean, I've, I've got family members that have done it and it's just there. They do it, they take the money. So once you've done that, do you think you could ever go to work and make like $40 a day? And, you know, and make two or $3,000 a month working at a job or 4,000 even at a job when you're making that in a week and you're doing almost nothing except talking to people? That's what, you know, or taking your clothes off, dancing on a pole. Those kind of people can't change that view either until they get too old. They get too ugly and they can't sell their personality for money anymore. Now, what happens to most of them, they just move to an uglier bar with older and uglier people, and they still do what they do. Again, my point is, we're not, don't want to lose this point. Would you, if you found out what you thought to be true, were not true, if you found out that your world was coming to an end, would you change what you're doing? And the answer is, about 25% of you would. It wouldn't. Now, the next question here, final question. Actually, I have some other information to give out, but the final question comes down to this. Dell, if you could do it all again, what would you do differently? And then there's a long email and talking and asking every question in the world. Would you do this? Would you do that? Would you do this? Would you do that? Would you do this? Would you do that? And really the email just shows that the individual is vacillating. They can't make a decision as to where to start. And they want me to tell them where they should start. But it really led me, after I thought about it for a moment, you know, I can tell people, hey, here's where I think you should start, blah, blah, blah. But if it were that easy, and it, it never is, if I say just start here, and they go, but I don't feel comfortable there, I'd be safer over here, okay, then start over there. Well, but I need to make this big money over here, okay, well, then start over there. Well. I don't know. I don't know if I have enough money for that. Well, then start over there. Well, I don't know if I have enough credit for that. Well, then start over there. Well, I don't know if I really want to do it because I'm really busy. Maybe I should be just passive and then start over there. I don't know. Which one do you think? I just really don't know. Wow. That's the way a lot of people make their decisions in life. They just go around in this little unbroken loop of indecision. And really the first thing in life you have to do is have to have a plan. You have to know what you're trying to do. So that loop of indecision isn't going to get you there. So you've got to plan. 
But when we come back from the break, I want to answer this question in the way it fell out in my mind. Because it really didn't fall out that this he was really looking for a specific answer. It came to my mind that it's really looking for a belief. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we've been discussing if you had an opportunity to change um, after you found out that something you believed to be true for your whole life was wrong, would you make the change? And it's led us to this last discussion question of what would you do differently now that you've got 30 years experience under your belt, Dell? What would you do? The answer is probably not what you would think I would say. The answer is nothing. I would do nothing differently. The reason I would do nothing differently is because I could do nothing differently. If I would have been given more information and have the wisdom that I have now, um, hindsight's twenty twenty. But at every moment, at every turn, uh, I didn't know what the best thing to do was. I did what I could do. I made the best decision I could make based on the information I had. And when I'd get new information, I'd make new decisions. Right? So right now, is real estate going to drop, crash? Everything that I see points to it crashing. And I'm excited about that because I want to buy when it's crashing. But are there other things pointing out that it may not crash, and are there other reasons to buy? Well, one of the reasons to buy right now is interest rates are in sub-3% in some cases. And so, gosh, if you could lock in a 10-year loan at 3% interest or less, what does that mean? That means, well, whatever you paid for the place, your payments are going to be small. And if you get interest only, I saw that I was looking at a loan the other day for anywhere from three to five years interest only. So let's say you get interest only for five years. With interest only, your payment's cut in half. So you got a 3% loan, which is really cheap, and then you cut that in half uh, because you're paying interest only. Whew. Now you got some cash flow working there. Say, well, what if the crash, the market crashes? Well, you've got five years until your payment goes back up. And within five years, you're going to have a different president. Whoever we vote in, in next month, month after, whatever it is, in five years, we'll have a different president. So the world will have gone up and down a couple times by then, and things will change, right? Voila, I'm sure the uh, COVID thing will be gone. If the COVID is gone, then people have jobs, people are making more money, and rents go back up, and you can evict people, so you can push people, et cetera, et cetera, for higher rents, better business. Wow, you just heard me argue both sides of the point. Maybe I should be sitting on the sidelines. Uh, the reports out there say that uh, we're not going to hit the bottom of this problem financially until the third quarter of 2021. So maybe I should sit and wait until 2021. We're at the very, very bottom of the trough. And then wait for it to come up. And as it's coming up, you're buying everything you're making. Everything you're buying is going up in value. But what if you miss out? What if their projections are wrong? What if the market never crashes, never gets strong, but never crashes? What is your money doing? Well, for the very reason that you can in get interest rates at somewhere between 2 and 3% interest on loans, the interest that you're getting paid for your money is nothing. 
I had up to two and a half percent interest in my savings accounts that I keep. And I keep a lot of liquid cash because of my age and because of the businesses I own, I want to make sure I've always got enough cash in case something goes wrong. And those savings accounts, I got them up to two and a half. Everything was between two and two and a half percent interest. Now, the average is down to point six percent. In other words, it's six tenths of one percent interest now. It's nothing. It's nothing. Um, I was getting something along the lines of $45,000 a month in interest just from my savings account. And now it's down to like 15000 It's like 30000 a month less. So don't you think I want to buy something that's going to go back up? How high? How about a 10% return? Right? If you're getting on a 2.5% return making 45000 a month, what would 10% be? Right? That'd be four times as much. So 45,000 times four would be 90, $180,000 a month. I'd rather have the $180,000 a month, wouldn't you? So you say, well, what if things go down? Well, if you have locked in interest rate and you don't have to sell for 10 years, you've got your loan is already in place and prices go down, does that affect you? It really doesn't. As long as people are renting, as long as there's a need, a demand for housing, which I can't see that going away, and if it does, then that's another road to cross. But as long as there's people needing a place to live, they're going to pay rent, and you're going to be able to pay that mortgage, especially with it being so low. So what did I just show you? I just showed you that every inch of my life, I've had to struggle with decisions. The only difference is, I made them and took the action necessary to propel my portfolio, to propel my net value, my net worth upward year after year after year for 30 years. Now, I actually saved money when I worked in corporate America when I had a job, and I did pretty good as just a poor person saving money, but I lost a lot of that in the stock market crash of 87, Black Monday, my birthday. And after that, I decided, you know, if you find out that the stock market and the 401k is really just a Ponzi scheme, it's really just a, uh, a gamble. It's like you might as well have gone to the uh, casinos and gambled your money away. When you finally find that out, that the stock market is just a gambler's place to put money, got to ask yourself, can you give it up? Or are you addicted to gambling? Addicted to hoping that putting money in there is going to go up in value instead of down. To do nothing, instantaneous gratification disease, to do absolutely nothing and hope that money goes up instead of down. Because it's easier to take a risk than it is to think, to make a decision. So are you part of the 75% of the people that come to Lifestyles? The 75% of the people in this world that don't get ahead? Or are you part of the 25% of the people in this country who do? Because why? Because they're able to find out new information, realize that what they thought to be true was no longer true or never was in some cases, and they're able to change. Are you able to change? And remember, it's not for a little bit of money. It's for an incredible, complete lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow.
for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.